All right. So we're going to build off what we talked about last week with principles of selflessness. And the thing that we talked about really is the idea of the guys It's not our story. One of the things that hopefully came through or was at least a little bit more obvious was this idea that selflessness is not this self-serving thing. It's this concept that when we look at doing charitable work versus your job, there's two different delineating factors. You know, charity is doing something for the betterment of humanity. Doing your job is, quite frankly, something that is for your compensation. And that's a great prelude for this part, the practical aspect. What is your job? You know, what, what is it that you do? So let's go all the way back to the part where you interviewed and you started to be curious about trying to work somewhere. I think we put blinders on quite a bit when we're trying to get a job. Everyone does. It's natural. It's innate. But it's also this element, too, of I think we put our best foot forward all the time in everything that we approach. We always try to go at this with optimistically and with as much enthusiasm as possible. But you start to look at it from the context of what are you interviewing for? And what will the job be? Right? What is the actual job? Is there a job description? If there's not, you should ask for one. Like, what does your actual job entail? Actually makes a big difference for what jobs you should be doing. And where you should be focusing on. Because I think as we start to expand out on what we talked about in principles, it's this idea of where credit really goes and this idea of who should be being acknowledged. It's this idea of of validation and appreciation for what you're doing and not essentially being this, this monk that doesn't need any appraisal or any kind of feedback or any kind of validation. You're doing something for enlightenment, not necessarily for the approval and acceptance of others. And to be honest, man, I've been doing this so long now and I've been doing this at such with so many different people. I think it's a pipe dream to say that people are going to do something for the just a simple act of it's embettering or enriching the world around me. They're going to do it for either validation, compensation, or approval. Really, that's it. Like doing something for the act of doing it is not necessarily something that I think is that we should aspire to as as leaders trying to get our staff or our athletes to do something. They need a reason. They need to do it in exchange for something else. They need to pre- they need to be appreciated. So I ask, what is your job description? And when you're getting a job description, you're looking at this and you're asking yourself, am I, can I do that job? Am I doing that job? Will I do that job? And you start to dive into that job description. You start to look at that job description and you start to say, okay, am I doing this job adequately enough? 
based off the desire to do it in the first place, based off the understanding that I should, that I do, I know what I'm doing. And then we can start to break down. What is, what is it that you should be compensated for? What is it that you should be appreciated for? What is it that you should be validated for? Getting paid on time, that should be a absolute non-negotiable factor. But ask yourself every single week, month, or year, did you earn that entire paycheck? And I'm not challenging you. I'm not trying to sit there and say you're not working hard enough. I'm asking an honest question off of if your job description says you have to do X, Y, and Z, and you only did Y, or you did none of X, Y, or Z, did you earn your paycheck? I'm not gonna sit there and say you weren't working hard or doing something of value to something else. But for me to tell you, hey, you didn't do a good job based off of you didn't do your job description is direct feedback on when and where you should get credit. Credit really is a really interesting thing. Your contribution is based off of what? Is it based off of overall work? Or is it based off a of direct contribution off of the things you were asked to do, relatively speaking, to your job description? So if you're looking for credit or acknowledgement and acceptance and validation, and you're not doing the primary thing you're responsible for, do you deserve credit, validation, acceptance, appreciation? I, I, I honestly don't think you do. But that's not necessarily something that I think is going to immediately resonate. So let's go into another direction with this. Because this is important. Because I think we work really hard as an industry. And I think we acquire and do more and more. But it has to come back again to your job description. And we go into this. Do you really want to do the things on your job? With your job? Right? There's always the mundane, redundant, sometimes ritualistic aspects of any job. Yeah, that's the way we do it because that's the way we've always done it. Okay. Sure. It's very inefficient. It's not really that organized. Okay, great. Not the point, though. Because you're asked to do it and you're not doing it. Well, I don't want to do it. I'm not motivated to do it. Okay. Are you going to look for credit at the end of this when we all do it and you're basically the weak link in terms of contrib contributing? You know, go back to group projects and everyone gets the same grade knowing damn well someone in that group did not do the work. If you ever read the book Quiet, it goes into introverts triangulating in a extroverted world. And we give all appraisal based off of people's external comp external contribution. The ones that talk more, the ones that ask more questions, the ones that participate are always going to get better appraisals from their peers and their and their superiors. 
it's the quiet ones, the reserved ones, the ones that aren't looking to outwardly extend themselves are the ones who are probably not getting the credit, relatively speaking. But what does that kind of come across in saying? It's the quiet ones know they did the job and have the internal validation or the sense of confidence that they know what they did and what they contributed. Their credit is understood amongst their peers. Versus the person that's like, I'll talk in front of the group, knowing they didn't do the work. They're just a little bit more confident than everyone else. Or maybe a little bit a little bit more ignorant, the fact that they don't know what's going on and they just basically just went up there and won it. But on the other end, it goes into this dynamic of a person that was really outwardly spoken, a person who's really motivated to go out there and talk in front of the group. Are they getting more credit for the work that they're not doing? This is a difficult one. Because it's typecasting that person that's just a little bit more willing to talk in front of the group over the person that's not. And saying that person that's willing to talk in front of the group is probably inherently lazy, just compensates by talking more. I don't necessarily think that's true. I don't think that's a universal law. But I think perception-wise, for anyone who's worked in our industry and has resentment off of doing a bunch of work and never really getting acknowledged for it or credit for it, people appreciating it, can easily fall into this trap of they're just out there talking and they're not really doing the work. I never saw them at 5 a.m. I never saw them at 8 p.m. I saw them the last one to get in, first one to leave. And they're just really good at, at portraying themselves as hardworking and they bought in and motivated and all these other things. But it goes into this other stop process of what is your job? What is it that you do? How do you evaluate success versus unsuccessful? And we start to look at it from what should you be getting credit for? Where should the actual placement of, of validation, appreciation go? Should you be getting credit and rewarded for things that you aren't responsible for? Should you be seeking that? Have you confused yourself and, and given yourself this impression that accomplishment is predicated off activity? Or is accomplishment the product of activity related to some sort of goal that was predetermined or objective that was predetermined that you were supposed to do? This is a heavy thought. This is a lot to process. Take a second right now, because I'm just as much as guilty as this, as anybody out there. It's that feeling of validation based off of hard work and dedication that I was disillusioned on. That I was immature to enough to believe that working hard was meaningful and impactful towards me getting credit for something. And if I'm the best in the world at doing what I'm asked to do, and is there any credit to go around, and I'm doing what I'm asked to do, I should be getting credit directly off of that. 
and going into the other level, we talked about in principles, it's not our story. Credit should come in a different form. It should come with being paid. That's a job well done. You know, if I, if I do the roof of a house and I do a good job in a timely manner, clean up after myself and I get my check, that is, that is my validation. The person asked me to do a job and they appreciate me doing the job and they paid me for that job. <coughs> a lot of times we can get disconnected from that, but when you get paid from a salary perspective, from an hourly perspective, by a job perspective, that is the credit that we probably should first and foremost say, okay, and then you have to invert that from you to them. Did you do your job? Are you stealing from a, in a proverbial or metaphorically way, right? This idea that I'm not really doing my job that I was asked to do, but I still get paid. It's not fair to you and the others, fair to the others around you that are probably having to pick up the slack. And then you start to look at it from this other dynamic of, well, if I'm asked to do a job and I'm unmotivated to do the job, do you still deserve that credit that you were supposed to, that you think you're supposed to get? And again, I answer that with, did you do your job? Because I, I think that's where a fundamental aspect of credit and validation and appreciation really come from. It's the, it's the illusion sometimes we tell ourselves that we're doing a great job based off of this arbitrary criteria of working hard. Hard work with nothing to show for it, relatively speaking, to what you were asked for is not really effective. You know, if I think a cool thought experiment for a lot of people, and this is something you probably could do in your everyday life, or uh, here's a really good example. Go to the oil, go get your oil changed. What do they do? They just tell you how bad your car is, right? You need a new air filter. You need to get your tires rotated. You got to change your windshield wiper fluid. You got to change your brake fluid. You got to change your brake pads. I mean, they just tell you how bad your car is. And all you came in there was for an oil change, right? Or you ask someone to do a job. Hey, I need you to roof my house. And I go, oh my God, you need to paint your house too. You need to, you need to do the gutters. You need to do all these other things. It's the worst I've ever seen. I love that line. The worst I've ever seen. Like how long you've been doing this? A really long time. And this is the worst? Like that's the worst you've ever seen. Or when you're going to a physical therapist and they're taking you through assessment and like, oh my God, that's the worst I've ever seen. Have you, let me look at this too. Oh my God, this is awful too. Oh, my shoulders bother me. I don't really need you to look at my, my QL. Yeah, but we got to fix the whole kinetic chain. I didn't ask you to do that. What are they doing? They're trying to bring value in other areas because what if they don't, what if they try to attempt to fix the primary problem you're asking for and we're no longer effective? You could look at this too as it's an upsell. I could look at it as they're trying to bring value in areas that they may be able to confuse me or manipulate me to think 
that more things they're doing is better than the single thing that I'm asking for. And this goes both ways. If I ask someone to roof my house and they say, I'm going to paint your house. And I say, okay, that's great. Thank you. And they don't roof my house or they don't do a good job roof my house. That's on me. Because I got manipulated to let them roofing my house and painting my house. And they did a poor job of the thing I asked them to do in the first place. So if I'm taking a job and I'm asked to do these three basic things, program, coach our athletes, manage, manage the relationship between that maybe and coaches, the overall schedule, the, the communication, uh, various aspects of those connectivity to that. And I'm not doing that because I'm doing so many other things that are irrelevant to that. Should I look for... Should I look for value in that? Should I say that I'm doing my job with that? That I've done the same thing as that roofer did to me as saying, hey, I don't want to necessarily focus on shingling. I want to get a little bit more money here. Or I don't know if I'm that great of a roofer, but man, I could do kind of like a overall job here and kind of demonstrate value by doing more. Some people are just really, really really meticulous and like to do as much as they possibly can appreciate that thank you but you're judged by the work you do relatively speaking to the job you're asked to do and if you're doing that you should get the approval you should be compensated and you should be getting that validation in that way and then from there if you're really good at that and you're really disciplined like I told you about last time in principles, people will give you the credit you deserve. If they don't know what you do or why you're doing it based off of some sort of criteria that you just made up in your head, they really can't validate you. They really can't. They can't sit there and say, damn, that person's really good at their job because they don't know what your job is. Working hard without really any context is not really effective for anything. In fact, it's a waste of time. Don't confuse yourself in that level. As we start to break down, you know, this whole thing, right? What is our job? What is it that I was asked to do? Why do I want to do that? What am I supposed to get credit for? And how is that credit supposed to come? You know, the, the checkbox of I did my, my primary task, the, the being paid on time, the approval of your superiors or people that you're working with, you're not dead weight or bringing people down around you. That, in a sense, is the credit that you deserve. And then after that, yeah, we're all human. Every organization we work for, if they have tremendous success, they should be feeling, hey, man, Tim did his really did a really good job. We hired him to do this job. He was motivated to do it. He knew what he was supposed to do. He did it, did it every day with great enthusiasm and great effort and really, really high detail. And you're going, thank you. I appreciate your, your validation and therefore the credit that I deserve. Versus 
man, no one knows how hard I work. I'm here all the time. I'm here super early and super late. You know, like I'm helping out with other teams. I'm doing all this stuff. And I get it. Like we can always lie to ourselves of being more to everyone around us is more beneficial. But relative to what? You know, like I, I always, I don't know, maybe people perceive me as not being a team player in certain athletic departments I worked at because I was like, I don't really care about working with other teams. They just don't. And it's not that I say I don't admire the high-level athletes that we had in our institutions, but I always looked at them like, that's not my job. Like, I, I resented the fact that I would have to do stuff for other coaches or other teams knowing, like, damn now, damn near well, like, how much I had to do with my team. And I would always be conscientious of that with other coaches. Like, I, I'm never going to disrespect you in your time. But I would come back and say, if I participated in that, helping that team on a, you know, quote-unquote Tuesday because they were doing testing or something else, what was I looking for in exchange for that? If that team goes on to win a conference championship, go, yeah, that's all me, Doc. I did that. I helped them out on a Tuesday. I expect to get a, a ring. Or is it because I was from the sake of helping out a coach that I really care about and I admire that needed my help and support and they say thank you at the end? No, I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I'm happy I could help. Like, I just appreciate you saying, like acknowledging me helping and taking time out of my day to help you. Like, I could have went home three hours ago. Instead, I was here coaching this team with you and setting up, coaching and breaking it down. Like, I appreciate you acknowledging the fact that I didn't have to do this. I hope this doesn't become a recurring thing. You know, that, that, that to me is something that as I start to look back over my career and I start to look at, you know, the, the things I resented, the things that I wanted more appreciation for, the things that I wanted more acceptance or validation for, you know, really, honestly, it probably came down simply like, what am I looking for from this? And what was my job responsibility to, relatively speaking, for that? And, and being a good, a good coworker, a good teammate, it's all really good. But the, the example of that I always think about too when I'm coaching our athletes in a group setting is this idea of when you're conditioning an athlete, you know, don't bend over, and it always leads to this like second order of athletes that can't stand upright, lean in on other people, right? They, they lean on other people to stay up. You know, people would look at this as like, oh, what a selfless act by the person that's holding their teammate up. I always look at it as a selfish act by the person that can't hold themselves up. And I always lose my absolute mind on those guys because people are wildly consistent. People are incredibly consistent with their actions they do. So the, the literal leaning in on someone or using their body, their body as a prop to hold them upright is a metaphor for everything else they do in their life. They're probably the same person that that teammate they're leaning in on that they call a friend 
requires them to get a text message or them to knock on their door to get up and make it to weights. Probably requires them to make them go to class. Probably requires them to do things that that person isn't responsible for. And to be honest, those are weights and those are people that are just negative for the people around you. And that could be the same person that's getting up in front of the locker room before a game talking about how hard they had to work to get to this point. And we're doing this for, for us. And nobody knows what we sacrificed. And in my mind, I'm like, I know what you sacrificed. I know what the person you were leaning on all summer was or the person that you were dependent upon to basically get anywhere did. I'm really kind of struggling with what you did and what your contribution was here. In fact, all I see you as is a person that's kind of like dead weight. That if we have a ship that's that's going slow and we got to start to unload some weight, I know the first thing to get rid of. That we're burning too much fuel. Okay, well, let's get rid of the things that we don't need. Because it's only negative for the people around them. And people always want to help other people, especially if they have a personal relationship. But it's metaphorical for everything else in life. Does your value come from helping people that know they can manipulate you to helping them and doing it for them? I do this with a parent. I'm a parent. I have two kids. I know when they're manipulating me. I know when I start to create boundaries for them to kind of go in and say, you got to be able to do that for yourself. You can, so therefore you should. And I'm going to be patient with you. And I'm going to work with you on this, but I'm not going to do it for you. No one's perfect. There's times I just have to do it for them because it's just faster and more efficient. It's times that your teammates need to do stuff for you because quite frankly, it's just easier than saying no. And it's for the greater good. And it's just going to create a whole thing later. There's times as a coach that you have to do more for other people that you don't want to do yourself because you have so much stuff you have to do. But the truth is, are you doing it for reasons of credit or reasons that you think you deserve more appreciation from? That is it truly altruistic or is it something that you're trying to get something from down the road? This is quid pro quo. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That when you win that Heisman Trophy Award winner, you go to you say in front of the New York and the entire world saying, I couldn't get to class on time or I couldn't stand upright without Tim. And if they don't, how would that make me feel? And I think that's the part that's so tricky about all this. And that's why I'm talking about nothing is truly monk-like. And I think human feelings and emotions, knowing how much you had to sacrifice for that person to do basic fundamental tasks, for you is a big deal, but for them it's it's just part of the, your, your role here. That your job is to make sure that I'm catered to and accounted for and Supported. Invert that if that person doesn't have that platform and doesn't have that reach and that level of success, 
you're probably like, I'm not going to do that for you. It doesn't really benefit me. And so I go back to that example of that person that's doing conditioning and knowing why they're bending over is because they did nothing during during our break periods or they or during the actual time they're away from the, from training. They just completely stopped altogether. They're living a very poor lifestyle. They're struggling to do basic common sense things on a, on a daily basis. Going to this next level of like, I don't really have a lot of empathy for you here. But then again, too, in that moment as a coach, you feel an obligation to motivate them and inspire them and support them. Maybe directly to them to help them or maybe for that person that has to carry them around to lighten their load. But where does the credit go there? If a person that perceives what you're saying to them directly is like, don't lean in on other people because it's just holding other people back and making their day harder. It's thank you for motivating me. I really appreciate that. Is that credit? Yes. Is that what I, what I directed it as? No. I was more concerned about the person that's just being weighed down by the person that's completely manipulating them. And the person that doesn't really acknowledge the fact that I just saved them from being leaned on every single, every, every 30 seconds from in between our reps because the person that they're friends with and teammates with and care about or want some sort of exchange for their success, that you might have saved them. And that person's like, oh man, hey man, I really appreciate you saying that to such and such because I, I'm just, it, this conditioning is brutal for me and I just can't hold him up and myself up every single day they got the weight of the world on me and i i just i needed someone to say that is that even their responsibility to say that i think that's a part two as we start to triangulate this and start to wrap this up and all in a nice little bow is being selfless and being you know as we talked about in the first podcast humble not thinking less of myself but thinking about myself less comes down to if I'm doing my job that I'm asked for, that I'm paid for, that I'm that I'm responsible for, I shouldn't need any credit because I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm being paid for that. If you get credit, it's nice, but it's not needed because I know I'm getting that credit from the my compensation. And I think as we start to you know, break down what your job is and what your role is and what you should be being paid for. And you start to look at the things that are included in that job. There should be a direct vector, an A to B, for the things that you do relative to your job. And there should be being paid. And then you should be looking at it from anything outside of that is either feedback or support okay I need to improve this relative to my job I did a good job here people tell me I did a good job great but I struggle with this whole thing of like you know credit and acceptance and acknowledgement because the truth is it's not part of the it's not 100% part of the responsibility for your supervisor or the people around you and the ironic part is if you know what you're supposed to do and you do a really good job about it people are going to tell you People are going to say it to you. They're going to just organically say, wow, that was impressive. 
You knew your assignment. You did it. That to me is something that I think is so missed on, you know, being selfless. It's, it's not being like servant minded. I think it's such a, I think that's a tough topic for me because I just don't, I think it comes from a lot of religious overtones first and foremost, but the reality of the situation is like being servant minded is in a way self-serving. Like people are servant minded off of the exchange of they get something in from it. Like I don't think anything is truly altruistic. Like there's always some sort of some sort of power dynamic at play. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I don't think there's some people out there a hundred percent, you know, manipulative and and conditional with everything they do. But there's always a small percentage of, man, I'd really like acknowledgement for this. I'd really like people to say, man, you're always so helpful. You just do something. You're just so great for everyone. You know, and I think the other end, too, of like when we really break down, you know, why the reason we do something or not. If we're going off the pretense, this is my job, I'm compensated based off of doing my job, you should do your job. And you shouldn't seek credit or anything in exchange or have some sort of conditions of doing it. You knew the job. You asked to do the job. You did the job. You were paid to do the job. Great. If you decide to do above and beyond that and you don't get any validation or, or credit for that, it's not really anyone else's responsibility to give you that. Hey, thanks for painting my house, Roofer, but... I didn't ask you to do that. I'm not paying you for that. Like, I don't really, I didn't really want that. Yeah, but I did it. Sure. Not a good use of your time. You want a lesson in life. Don't do things you're not asked to do and expect credit for doing it. Same thing in our strength conditioning. You know, like there's some stuff out there that quite frankly, we are just doing without without really consciously thinking about is this part of my job and am I going to expect credit for it? Sometimes you just got to do things and you got to do them for the sake of doing them in order to keep things moving forward. And you have to make that choice. But going above and beyond, like I've been in situations where I had to go to the hospital over the athletic trainer because the athletic trainer didn't want to go. Like, okay, and when the family shows up to the hospital and, and they say thank you and like yeah no I hear you <laughs> like yeah, sure it's not why I did it it's because no one else was going um, you're not telling them that you're just saying how oh, I just hope your, your son or daughter is going to be okay um, and you know I, I was just talking to them hanging out with them I think they're going to be I think they're going to be great you know like and we'll get them back up to, to speed here in no time back in the weight room and We'll get them back on the court, the field here before you know it and doing what they love. You know, that's whatever. I've been in those situations. But did I expect to go back into the staff meeting? Like, Tim, man, you really stepped up, man. You really did a great job there. Like, okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, like someone had to do it. Did I expect more money from that? Did I expect to... You know, get a nice letter from their family. Like, no, 
No, I, I think it's just part of the job that you have to realize there's stuff that you just don't really anticipate you have to do, but you have someone has to do it. It'd be nice to get the the acceptance of those folks around you that you did something above and beyond. Shoot, same situation. Go on a trip. We have operations people that are responsible for a lot of things that you take on because operations people are are a mixed bag and they're doing it as a platform to something else. And you know, hey, shoot, Tim, you're gonna have to take the team out to dinner. Okay, why? It's not my job. Can you just do it? Can you be a team player? Isn't that your job? What if I did that to you in weights at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday? Hey, can you just do this for me? Because I want to do something else. And I think that part of it is like, I think it's something that in that moment, uh, and I had to create boundaries, yes, but too on the other end of like, if I do do this, what am I doing in exchange for? And then if I don't want to do it, and I don't think it's fair, am I in the wrong for saying no? Am I going to get blame? Because I know sure as hell if I don't do it, or if I do do it, I'm not going to get any credit. And I'm not sitting there saying that everything on my life is, everything in my life is calculated. So what's the actual exchange to exchange benefit time ratio here? What's the opportunity cost? But I think at a certain level for me to like do these things outside the purview of my job, Am I doing it for credit or for some external driver is, is a misguided thought. If I can just go back to my job, responsibility and description and say, that's nah, above and beyond. No, I'm not doing that. If I can go into this other level of like, I can't do that for you because that would come at the sacrifice of doing my job. Then I can start to have this better perspective of what I should be getting credit for, what should I be getting like validation and approval for, and acceptance. No, I'm not gonna do that. And then I'm gonna focus on this. Oh, you're not a team player. No, actually I am. You're the one who's not. This is one that I think as I start to look back at and I start to think about, I think being selfless. And I think looking at the situation and knowing it's not your story and building in this narrative of what is your job responsibility? What are the actual tenets of your job? These are the points that we have to start to figure out, relatively speaking, to getting credit or getting acceptance or acknowledgement are all a very, very important foundation to traversing athletic departments. And finding some sort of rationale as to being there. But at the end of the day, there's always going to be moments in your time in any athletic department that you just get to do stuff to do stuff. Someone's got to get the job done and you're probably there the most and they probably perceive the one that has the least going on. I'm just saying it from the context of they don't understand what you do. They're going to tell you they're going to tell you to do more things. That's the reality of the situation. So you should fight like hell to make sure people understand what you do. But on the other end, you know, there's this dynamic of 
Okay, what you should what you should you think about gaining from that? Should you be just doing something for the sake of doing it? Great. If you're doing that all the time, you're kind of a pushover. If you're just doing it because you genuinely care and you really want to be appreciated, you really want to make a contribution, that's awesome. That's amazing. You shouldn't accept credit for that. You shouldn't accept this, well, what am I getting in exchange for this kind of kind of dynamic in the back of mind? No one appreciates that I do all this stuff above and beyond the job. Then don't do it. Just don't do it. But don't expect credit or blame for something that you're not doing. Don't, don't get pissed when you get blame or lack their credit when you do something. 